Let's have Brother Luper preach this morning. Brother Luper preach. Praise the Lord, everybody. Why don't we give the Lord a great hand clap of praise today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord bless you. You may be seated. We want to say thank you for everyone that's in the house of the Lord today. All of you that have come to uh, make this day very special for your mothers. We're so glad that you did. And uh, Lord bless you, and uh, we want you to join in and worship the Lord together with us today. Uh, at this time, we have a presentation on the slides for you.
Why don't we give all the mothers a hand clap today? We do appreciate and love our mothers, these ladies that all was shown on this screen, of course, are deceased, and many of them played a major part in this local congregation, and all of them played a major part in all of our lives today. And uh, so I am thankful for all of our mothers, and I wish each and every one of you a very happy and special Mother's Day. And uh, Lord bless you for being here today, and Lord bless you for your work, your dedication, and your consecration to your family, and uh, your love for God. And uh, we want to show how much we appreciate to each and every one of you. Thankful for the ladies who met over in the gym today. Did y'all have a great time over in the gym? And uh, had a meal over there, I think, and so they're in no hurry for me to get through today because they're all full. Now, the rest of us, we just walked around here uh, like we were lost. And uh, so I want to say a very uh, special Mother's Day to my mother-in-law and uh, love and appreciate her very much and uh, her love for God and uh, her love for, for me and uh, accepting me into our family, and I do appreciate that very much. And uh, we, I think that this whole church ought to give her a hand clap today for many years of service. <clears throat> a wonderful lady, and I do appreciate her very much, and raised a wonderful daughter who is my wife, and uh, I do uh, love and appreciate my wife, the mother of my children, and uh, such a wonderful lady, and uh, a wonderful wife, wonderful mother, and there's not enough time for me to say all the good things about my wife, and I am truly blessed of God today. God has smiled on me and blessed me far above anything that I ever deserve, and uh, so I want to wish her a very happy Mother's Day. And uh, I am thankful for my mother uh, that raised me in this truth and uh, showed me the way to walk and uh, prayed for me and helped me. And uh, I do regret that she is no longer with us, but in a much better place. And uh, to all of you that have uh, lost your mothers, and some of you have lost them very recently, um, I would like to say that it gets easier and it, the pain goes away. But this week is a very difficult week for me. My mother died a week before uh, Mother's Day, on the Sunday before Mother's Day. And uh, it hasn't got easier yet. And uh, so I'm still waiting for that day. But I've got a lot of good memories. And uh, I'm thankful for uh, the time that she spent in prayer for me. And uh, hopefully that, that uh, she could be proud of who I am and what I am doing today. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to Exodus chapter number 2, verse number 1, Exodus chapter number 2 and verse number 1. Again, to all of our guests that are here, Lord bless you for being in the house of God. Why don't all of our home folks and mothers give all of our guests a good hand clap today? <clears throat> Praise God. I think they deserve better than that. That was kind of half-hearted. 
Praise the Lord. Exodus chapter number 2, verse number 1. The Bible says, And there went a man of the house of Levi, and took to a wife a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him that he was goodly, a goodly child, she hid him three months. And when... And when she could no longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes and dabbed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein and she laid it in the flags by the river bank. And his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. Now when she had this child, the Bible says that she saw He was a goodly child, and she hid him for three months, and then he was too large to hide. If you'll uh, understand the text, the setting of the text that I've read, it's a time where the children of Israel was in the land of Egypt, and they were prospering and growing, multiplying, and so Pharaoh had a great idea to take the life of every young boy, child, that was born. And uh, so this is a reason why that she was hiding him to save his life. So let's put our Bibles down. Let's lift our hands and lift our voices toward God and ask God to help us today. God, we love you today. We thank you, Savior, for your goodness, for your mercy, for your blessings, for your help, for your strength today. We ask you, God, that you would show your special kindness to all of the mothers that are here today. I pray, Lord, that you would talk to our hearts, to our spirits, to our souls, that we would be what you would have us to be, God, that we would grow in your word and in your spirit. We give you the praise. Everybody said we praise him. Amen. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Lord bless you. You may be seated. If you'll give me just a few moments, I will be aware of the time. I will watch it quack, uh, fastly tick away. And uh, so uh, I will try to be as brief as possible. But uh, we want to say again how glad that we are that all of you are here. And uh, for you that were here last year, our Easter, we want to remind you that we do have church every Sunday practically. And uh, so if there is not church on Sunday, you come here and you will, you will have church more times than not. It will be a special announcement occasion if we do not. But every Sunday, come and be with us and uh, we would be more than glad for you to be here uh, together with us. Next Sunday, I will be out of town and uh, I am going on a mission trip to Haiti, so I ask your prayers. And uh, we will be leaving Saturday, coming back Tuesday. Brother Duplessis will be preaching Sunday morning and Sunday night, so be faithful to the house of God. I want to talk to you for the next few moments from this subject, the power of a praying mother. The power of a praying mother. I wish today on Mother's Day that all of us could slow down and enjoy one another's company a little more. Now, I know that you have showed up here today and probably got things planned for after service, but instead of being in a hurry when you leave this place, 
being in a hurry when you come to this place, being in a hurry when you leave this place, when you're sharing your meal together or whatever you may do, I would ask you to slow down just a little bit and enjoy one another. Enjoy the time that you have with your mother. Enjoy the time that you have with your children. Enjoy the time that you have with your entire family. And so I would like for you right now, if you are sitting by a mother, why don't you just put your arm around her and hug her and let her know how much you appreciate her. It does not hurt to be affectionate every once in a while. And for all the men that are in the house, it's way too manly for that. You remember that if you were sitting by your wife when there's nobody at home and you're there by yourself along with her and then you want to hug her. (laughs) And so I, I think that it does not make you a less of a man, but it makes you more of a man. I, if you will, uh, I, I'm sure everyone that is here that is, uh, uh, knows anything about me know, uh, knows without a shadow of a doubt that I was my mama's baby. And, uh, I was and still am a mama's boy. I was such of a mama's boy that all that God gave me was girls. So I'm in a house full of women. But there was never one time that I was ever sissified or limp-wristed. Being a mama's boy and being affectionate never makes you a sissy, but it makes you a true man of who and what God has called you to be. I think that it is time that every man, every young man... Every man want to be that would show how much they appreciate their mother and their wife more and more each day as we are living in a wicked and a perverse society that we live in. Where does time go? That's what I've often asked that question and I've often wondered uh A lot of times, where does time go? It seems like that when you're on vacation, time flies by. And it seems like when you're on the job, time stands still. But then when it seems like you're at home, it seems like that time flies by. When you come into your house and those little children are running around the floor, got toys strode everywhere... And uh, you're wondering, my Lord, when is this ever going to stop? The next day you walk in, they're putting away the toys because they're grown and they're wearing high heels and they're dressing up and all of those things. We kind of had a, a an emotional breakdown around our house not too long ago. <clears throat> my youngest daughter turned 13 years old. And it seems like when they turn 13 years old, automatically... Uh, life changes. The other day I come in and my wife said, it's been a sad day. I said, why has it been a sad day? She said, I've been putting up baby dolls all day because we no longer need them. I said, leave them out in the moment of weakness. 
her and Terry and Tiffany will call Tammy and they'll all come over and play baby dolls together again. So where does time go? You know, we can't stop time. We can't slow down time. We can't bring back time. But although we can't stop time, we can't slow down time, and we can't bring down, bring back time, we as individuals can slow down ourselves. We get in such a hurry with life. We get in such a hurry with tomorrow until we are slow to enjoy today. We think about all of these things, and, and I, I, I wonder <clears throat> sometimes, you know, we all think about one day retiring, and I say when I'm going to retire, I'm going to do this, and I try to save for that day it's coming, but I look at people that retire, and they say, well, next week I'm going to do this, and next week I'm going to do that. I'm too busy to do that right now, and some people work their entire life to retire, and then it seems like everything in the world crashes in on them and their health passes, and and uh, they have all kinds of troubles. So I, I tell you, we cannot, and I'm not saying don't plan for tomorrow and plan for the future, but I'm saying that we need to enjoy the present while we are looking for the future. Enjoy the small times, enjoy the little times, enjoy the small children. Don't, don't push them to grow up. Don't push them out of the nest. Amen. Amen. I, I'll tell you right now, I'll just be up front with you. There's not any more my girls have to get married. They can stay in my house until the Lord comes back. <clears throat> We're not looking for somebody to take them away. And uh, I'm not looking forward to that day. But uh, I, I, I want to enjoy the present that God has given us. When I think about our mothers today and what the influences that they have in our life, words cannot explain and words cannot uh, articulate how great and uh, how impactful that mothers really are. In our lives, I read this. It says, we will never be able to thank you for everything that you do. You have sacrificed so much for us. You have encouraged us. You have prayed for us and taught us about life. You are always there for us when we need you the most. But most of all, you are the ones that knows us best. You are the one that knows us best and love us through it all. Our flaws, our imperfections. You have shown what, you have shown us what it means to love God, to serve Him with our lives. So today we celebrate you and want you to know how thankful we are for you. And I wish all of you a very happy Mother's Day. It makes me very angry and very upset. Uh, I would use the term, excuse me, scratch the, the word angry. It makes me upset when I see people that still have their mother and they still have the mother of their children and they fail to celebrate this day properly. And today I'm talking to you if you have not called your mother and told her Happy Mother's Day. Shame on you. If you have not put your arm around her, if all possible, and told her Happy Mother's Day, shame on you. 
There are those who, of us who have no longer have our mothers present with us that would love one more opportunity and one more chance to put our arm around our mother and tell them how much we appreciate and love them. So today, before the sun goes down, to get the wrath of God off of you and the wrath of the preacher off of you, please do yourself a favor and your mother a favor that she craves and let her know how much you really do appreciate her on this day and the coming days ahead in your life. As I think about my mother, I have many personal experiences and uh, personal things I could share with you today, but I will I will go into a couple of them because it shows a uh, great uh, impact on what I would have to say to you today. My mother was very unique to say the least. She was a very godly woman. She was a praying woman, and she was uh, most she was a nosy woman. She loved to get into my business and everything that I did, every place that I went, why, what for, how come. And uh, something was said the other day, we was out eating crawfish and something was said. I said, today, if my mother was still alive and she knew that I was traveling at night or if I was on an airplane in the middle of the night or in the middle of the day, she would be sitting by the phone staying awake until I called her and let her know that everything was safe and I was going to bed now. That's what kind of mother, mother that I had. I can remember many times coming in in the middle of, uh, well, about 10 o'clock in the evening. And uh, I could come in and my daddy would be asleep. He wasn't concerned too much about it unless he found out I was doing something that I shouldn't be doing. But my mother would be setting up. Waiting, My brother would coon hunt and they would stay out late in the middle of the night. And uh, he said he would come in sometimes at two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. And mama would still be setting up, waiting on them to get up. I don't know what it is about the instincts of a mother. I guess it's just something that when you birth a child, there is certain things that are different than it is with a father. Now, I can remember when I would be sick. That I would want my daddy to pray with me. And my daddy's prayer in the middle of the night was just like this. God, touch him. He'll be all right in the morning. He needs some rest. And he'd go on to sleep. But I can remember the prayers of mother as she would sit there and wipe uh, my brow and put a cold rag on my head. And, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh Jesus for hours. And it would just simply take the pain away, just the comfort of a mother. There is something about a mother. Now, there is something in mother's saliva glands that is the most powerful thing that has ever been invented. If they could bottle that up, they would put Simple Green out of business. They would put bleach out of business. They would put Mr. Clean out of business because mama's spit can take away everything. How many's ever had mama to walk up to you? My Lord, look at that. Good gracious, get that. Man, whoo. Mm. Hope that she has been chewing trident. But <clears throat> there is something about a mama's love that is undescribable. And... Um, 
I, I can remember, like I said, coming in and uh, Mama would be sitting on the couch praying in the dark corner or in the chair in the dark corner praying when I walked through the door. One night there was a great surprise for me. And I come in and I was slipping through the door. I knew I wasn't going to, wasn't going to get by her, but I was slipping. We had one of those, uh, sliding doors, patio doors, and that thing would screech and we'd try to put, you know, when we, we didn't want anybody to know we was going in and out, we'd try to put that wax on it to keep it from screeching when you'd open it up. And I come slipping that door open and my Lord, I walked by this chair and this chair spoke out, where you been? I said, oh my God, it's not mama. And I knew mama would be praying and mama would have mercy, but daddy was very unmerciful and he was not in a praying spirit. There is something different about mamas and daddies that is unexplainable, but I can remember mama many times. I, I remember now, I'll tell this, this is, uh, you may, you may not understand this, but, but I can understand it because I experienced it. There was a situation in my life uh, when I was a young teenager that I was going through some things and and um, I, I I was dealing with some issues. In fact, there was a preacher that come by and was preaching, and he he uh, he told me told told my mom and my daddy and everybody. He said last night there was a spirit from hell that come into this young man's room. And that spirit fought at the door with the angel of God. And because the spirit from hell was trying to destroy him and take his life. Now, I want to tell you, that will scare the bejibbies out of you when you're a little little guy growing up. Of course, I thought I was grown. I was about 15 or 16. But I can remember I was not as grown as I thought I was. But I can remember from that night forth dealing with issues and and things in the middle of the night. And I could wake up in the middle of the night and I, I could hear somebody at the door of my room or sitting at the foot of my bed praying, fighting off the demons from hell because she saw not what I was. She saw potential of what God was going to do in my life. I look at the story that we have read about in, in the book of Exodus, or uh, in the book of Exodus, the second chapter, telling the story about, about a young child that was born. Now, every mother thinks that their child is the prettiest child that's ever been born, and that's understandable. Even as a father, I, when my girls was born, I looked, man, they couldn't get any prettier. Man, they were just, they were just, their, their complexion was so great. And, uh, man, they looked so sweet and they was just perfect. And now I look back in pictures and they were red and splotchy and blotchy and their nose was spread all over their face and, and just funny looking. And, and, uh, but you know, I, I can only imagine what a mother sees when they look at that child after bringing them into this world. But, but when I, 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 I read the story about Moses, there's not a lot of, details there. It's just that he was born and as he grew, she had to find somewhere else to hide him. But the Bible makes reference that he was a goodly child. This mother looked and said, he is a goodly child. 
And what, what is that meaning? It just simply means that he was a child with potential. This mother did not see just a screaming, frailing little child, but she seen the potential that was in this child. She saw not what he was, but as the song would say, she saw what he could be. And so I, I know that every mother under the sound of my voice today has looked at your child and as they were growing, you've not saw just what they were, you've not saw just what they have done, but you know that there is things that they can accomplish if you can keep the adversary of their soul at bay. What I'm talking to you today is the power of a praying mother. When I look in the Word of God, I find the power of a praying mother and the two mothers that came before Solomon. And they came before him. One mother had rolled over in the middle of the night and suffocated her child. And she was trying to claim the live child as hers. These two distraught mothers, one had lost their child and the other was, it was being taken from her. They came before King Solomon. And this was the defining moment of Solomon's, uh, Solomon's wisdom that was on the grandstand to be displayed. And as they come before Solomon, Solomon said, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a sword and I'm going to divide the child. I'm going to give half to you and half to you. At that moment, the real mother screaming in agony says, no, don't take the child's life, but give the child to her. I would rather see my child live than you to take its life. I would rather see it live with someone else than you to take its life. That is the power that is in the prayer of a mother. There's nobody can pray like a mama can pray. There's nobody that can touch God like a mama can touch God. I can remember many times of being in need of prayer, needing an answer from God. Oh yeah, I wanted daddy to pray, but when it really got down to the nitty gritty, I had to call mom and say, you gotta, you gotta pray like you've never prayed before. And she said, I've always been praying and I'm gonna continue to pray. I come to encourage some mother today. Whatever the devil throws at you and whatever direction the devil tries to hit you, always remember this, that the devil cannot stop the prayers of a mama that makes up in her mind, I'm going to pray until we have a breakthrough. I'm going to pray until something happens. I'm going to pray until victory comes. I'm going to pray until healing happens. I'm going to pray until God works a miracle. Amen. There's been children that have been strung out on drugs. That in the middle of a drug crazed stupor, they have heard the voice of mama screaming in their ears. Don't let them die, God. Wherever they're at, God, protect them, God. Whatever they're going through, God, 
protect them. Amen. As I look at this mother of Moses, as she placed him in that basket, I don't believe that she placed it and walked away and said, so be it, whatever happens. Amen. But there was some prayer made. It was not by accident that Moses was discovered by Pharaoh's daughter. Amen. It was not by accident that Moses was raised in Pharaoh's house. I tell you what caused it. It's because Mama seen something. Amen. That was very valuable in the hands and in the presence of God. And said, I'm not going to lose this son, but I'm going to put it out there. And I'm going to pray that God will work a miracle in his life. Amen. God has a plan. And God has a purpose for our children. But what God wants us to do as parents, and especially mothers, amen, you keep praying. You keep seeking God. You keep reaching out to God. You keep believing God. Because the prayer of a mother's praying is very powerful. Amen. Amen. It is no accident that you did not die in that car wreck. It is not by accident that the trouble you have faced in life has not killed you and has not destroyed you. But it's only by the prayer of a mother standing between you and death, standing between you and the adversary, standing between you and what has come to destroy you. So I tell you today, mothers, if your children is not here, and if your child is not living for God, and if your child is not on their way to heaven, don't get weary in well-doing, because every time you pray, God is writing it down. Amen. Even after you're long gone, the prayers of a mother is still powerful. The prayers of a mother is still working. The prayers of a mother will still He'll be answered because there's something about the prayer of mama that gets God's attention. Amen. I told, I think it was last year that I shared this story with you. Even in my own life, I still see the influences and the impact of my mother. Uh, I, I was, I was moving some furniture around and as I was moving, the bed around, changing it around. I looked under the mattress and, and there was something that my mother was known for. She would anoint everything with oil. She would anoint your steering wheel with oil. She would anoint your dresser with oil. She would anoint your toothbrush with oil. She would anoint your hair comb with oil. Amen. She believed in the power of prayer. Amen. When she thought she was listening to something on the radio you shouldn't be, she'd put oil in that thing. God would tear it up. I don't know if it's God or the old, but something would mess it up. Amen. Because she believed in what the power of agreeing and anointing something with all and saying, God, I'm going to pray. God, you got to do something. God, you've got to move. Amen. I looked under my bed and there was a handkerchief that was anointed with oil under the mattress where I sleep. Amen. Did I move it? Absolutely not. Don't touch it. Amen. I still believe that mama's prayers are 
still working. When I'm in trouble, God sees that there's a mama that's still praying. Amen. Come on, mama. Don't stop praying. Don't stop seeking God. Don't stop believing God because prayer still works. Amen. As I looked at this slide presentation today of mothers that have gone on to receive their reward, the prayers that they have prayed for you as individuals, God has not marked them off because they're no longer here. Amen. But God is still hearing and answering their prayers even as we are gathered here today. Exodus chapter 2 and verse number 5 and verse number 6 and says, And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash at the river. Just so happens. Amen. But it was not by accident. It was because the divine will and plan of God. And her maidens walked along by the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her handmaid to fetch it. And when she opened, she saw that it was a child, a child that was supposed to be killed, a child that her father said his life is supposed to end. But God had placed the child in the protecting hand of Pharaoh's daughter to be raised in the palace of Pharaoh to one day deliver the children of Israel out of the land of bondage. I come to tell you today, Mama, don't stop praying. You don't know what these children will become. You don't know what you possess. You don't know what you hold. God's got a plan. God's got a purpose. Amen. Keep praying. Keep knocking on heaven's door. Keep reaching. Keep believing. Don't lose the faith. Don't stop. Don't stop. Pray, Mama. Amen. Amen. It was the prayers of a mama. And the prayers of a mama that was taking care of Moses in the very house of Pharaoh. That said, don't ever forget Moses. You're here for a purpose. But you're never meant to be an Egyptian. I come to tell you today for those children that are went astray. Keep the faith, Mama. Keep praying, Mama. Keep believing, Mama. I don't care how far they wander away from God. You keep believing and keep praying because the prayer of Mama is going to bring them back. In the middle of the night when they don't know where to turn, they'll hear the voice of an old Mama saying, Oh, God. Amen. Oh, God, don't leave them. God, don't let them die lost. God, don't let them go to hell. God, don't let them continue this way. I come to tell you today, just pray. Just pray. It still works. It still works. It still works. As I share a story with you today, as they come to the music, I'm just about ready to close. This is a story that supposedly is true. It happened in 1820. Peter Richley was running from his old life in England. He was dissatisfied 
unfulfilled in life. And he struck out on his journey to Australia. As he was on his journey to Australia, the ship that he was on become troubled and sank. He was one of the only ones that survived the sinking ship. But when he thought there was no more hope in sight, here come a ship and picked him up out of the midst of the ocean. And he was saved. Unbelievable things begin to happen in Peter Richley's life because the ship that saved him had problems and sank also. Thinking this was the last time that he would ever be saved, just about the time he was going under, for the last time a ship come by and rescued Peter Richley out of the ocean again. It seemed like everything was going his way. He had been rescued twice, but on his way to Australia, again, the ship that he was rescued by sank. We would think, my Lord, get off of the ship, son, as quick as you can. But as he was traveling, it sank, and there was another ship that come by. Five times the ship that he was on, that he was rescued by, sank, and he was rescued. Finally, the fifth time that it sank, there was a ship come by, the ocean liner called the City of Leeds. And they seen him floating in the midst of the ocean and picked him up. The cabin crew took him in, put dry clothes on him. Peter richly began to tell them his story. And everyone on the ship was amazed. And just how in the world does five ships sink and you still survive? As they traveled a couple of days, the captain of the ship came to Peter richly and said, Look, said we have rescued you. I need you to do me a favor. He said, Sure. What could I do for you, captain? And he said, There is an elderly lady on the ship that is very sick. She has been praying in the bed for days, and it doesn't look like that she's going to make it. And said she has been praying that she could see her son before she dies. She's just heard that her son was in Australia. And said she's just praying, God, let me live till I get to Australia. I've got to see my son before I die. And he said she knows everybody on the ship. We just picked you up. She don't know who you are. And so if you could just kindly go into her room, you don't have to stay long, but just kindly look at her and just let her think that you are her son. He said, sure, no problem. And so the time comes that he walks through the door. When he walks in... Obviously, the woman is suffering from a severe fever, and she's crying out, Please, God, let me see my son. Let me see my son one more time before I die. The ship doctor gently, gently 
pushed the young man toward the bed. Peter Ridgely began automatically sobbing. For lying there on the bed, he was staring in the face of a mother that he had not seen since being a very young person. So what does that story tell us? It tells us that the prayer of a mother can keep Peter Richley from drowning five times in the middle of the ocean. I come to tell you that your prayer, Mama, don't underestimate yourself. Don't underestimate your ability to talk to God. Don't underestimate God hearing and answering your prayer. For lying on that bed was none other than Sarah Richley, who had prayed for ten years for the salvation of her son, Peter. So I tell you today, no matter where you're at, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what you're facing, no matter what's happening, no matter what's taking place, I come to tell you, Mama, just keep on praying. Keep on praying. Because God hears and answers the prayer of a mother. As I close today, as we all stand across this building, I would like to close with the lyrics of a song. This song goes that a little baby told God, Hey God, I'm kind of scared. Don't really know God if I want to go down there. From here it looks like a little... Blue ball. But that's a great big place. And God, I'm so very small. Why can't I just stay here with you? Did I make you mad? Don't you want me to? God said, oh child, of course I do. But there's somebody that's very special. That's waiting on you. So hush now, baby, and don't you cry. Because there's somebody down there waiting whose only goal in life is to make you sure, make sure you're always going to be all right. A loving angel, tender though, and t- tender, tough, and strong. It's almost time to go to meet your mom. You'll never have a better friend. Or a warmer touch, tuck you in, she'll kiss your bruises away, your bumps and your scrapes. And any time you hurt, her heart's going to pray, going to break. Now when she talks to you, make sure you listen close. Because she's going to teach you everything you need to know. Like how to mind your manners. To love and laugh and dream. And she'll put you on the path that will bring you back to me. So hush now, little baby. And don't you cry. 
Because there's someone down there whose only goal in life is to make sure you're always going to be all right. A loving angel, tender and tough and strong. Come on, child. It's time to meet your mom. If there's anything that will describe a mother, it is surely tender, tough, and strong. They put up with a lot and receive so little. But today I want to remind you of wherever you're at in life and how However far you are away from God, let me remind you that there is still the prayer of a mother. It's not by accident that car just darted out of the way. It's not by accident that you are here today. It's not by accident that that did not take your life. But it's by the prayers of your mother that was awake in the middle of the night calling your name when you were out doing your own thing. So I want to say thank you, Mama. And I wish all the children in this place today would say thank you, Mama, for your prayers. And I wish all the mamas today is whatever you do in this troublesome time that we are living in, Don't stop praying. I wonder if every child right now, no matter how young or how old that you are, if you would go grab your mother by the hand before we are dismissed today, if you would just make your way to this front and say, I want to tell you one more time, God and my mother. How thankful I am for your prayers. Because you prayed all night, because you've held on with all your might. Hallelujah. Thank you, Mother. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your concern. Thank you for what you could see when I could not see. Thank you. Thank you for what you've seen in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I love you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. You're so good. You're so good. You've blessed us, Holy Ghost. Oh, I worship you today, God. If the prayers of Sarah was able to save Peter five times, I want to tell you, Mama, your prayer is strong. Don't stop praying. Don't lose the faith. Keep your faith. Believe it. 
see it through the eyes of faith. I can see it happening. I can see God working. When the devil says it cannot happen, keep praying, Mama. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, lift your hands. Hold on to that hand and lift it high. Oh, I praise you, God. I thank you, God. I magnify you, God. I give you glory today. I give you glory today. I worship you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I praise you. I worship you, God. I magnify you. you I magnify you, Jesus. I magnify you, Jesus. I praise you, God. I praise you, God. Hallelujah. 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 One more time, let's lift our hands and let's worship the Lord together. God, we love You. God, we praise You. God, we worship You. God, we magnify You. Come on, help me, everybody together. Lift up your voice unto the Lord right now. Hallelujah. You are great and greatly to be praised. We thank You, God.